Welcome to the Career Hacks podcast. My name is Madeline Butler from the UQ Bell Careers and Employability team. In this podcast series, we speak with a range of outstanding professionals working in different fields. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by UQ Bell alumna, Amber Kirsten. Amber graduated in 2019 with a Bachelor of Business Management and a Bachelor of International Hotel and Tourism Management. She's currently a customer success manager at Attract AI, an automated talent acquisition platform that uses cutting edge artificial intelligence to help high growth tech companies build scalable hiring engines. Amber is also a co-founder and organizer of CS Briz Meetup and a new member of the UQ Alumni Advisory Board. Thanks so much for joining us today, Amber. Thanks for having me. That was a great intro. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as uh, finding jobs in unlikely places goes, the story of how you landed your first role uh, after uni is quite a unique one. Can you share with us how you offered this opportunity? Of course. I feel like I had two interesting opportunities. So I think the one straight out of uni was when I was actually still working as a barista, just making coffees every day and just really smiling at all the customers, getting to know them. And actually, eventually, one of them offered me a job, and that was sort of like my foot in the door for customer success management. Um, so really, just had a quick like introduction interview, and then I just got straight away into working. From there, um, graduated university, and I started leveraging LinkedIn. And that's sort of how I got offered my second role, actually got reached out to through LinkedIn. Well, that's super great to hear that you were able to use uh, the platform LinkedIn to build your professional presence and identity. Can you tell us a bit about what that looked like? Definitely. I think when I started my LinkedIn journey, you sort of go through like the basics. So focusing on your bio and making sure that it's like authentic and you have your personality shown in there making sure you have your experience listed and it's definitely okay if you don't have 10 years experience. Whatever you've got, put it on there. I started doing extra courses and uploading that. I asked people to write like a recommendation for me and endorse my skills and really just started getting out there. So messaging people, it's a bit scary, but honestly, you'll be surprised with how many nice people are out there and willing to help. So do employers actually use LinkedIn to find new employees? Yes, definitely. I am going to say it's mainly in the tech space though. So maybe if you're like a doctor, it's not as necessary to have a LinkedIn. But particularly in the tech space these days, it's huge. Like they're outbound. When you're working in marketing, sales, customer success, like anything, people use LinkedIn and To give you a little bit of background about me and the tract, so as Maddie mentioned, it is like a talent sourcing platform and we use an AI engine that uses key skills to find people out in the market. And myself, I work with a lot of tech recruiters, normal recruiters, talent acquisition managers, and even a few founders to actually find people online for these jobs. So I talk to them every week about what skills they're looking for, what experiences, really what's like their ideal profile and then we leverage our AI to find these people. So I've seen like hundreds and hundreds of profiles and yes, they definitely use LinkedIn and it's based on like keywords, but also like they dive a little bit deeper and actually read through your profile. 
That is super interesting to hear that, yes, it is almost a necessity to have a LinkedIn profile these days, and if not, you're missing out, essentially. Um, Can you tell us what stands out for you in a LinkedIn profile you mentioned, showing your personality and listing your skills? How can you stand out amongst these hundreds of profiles? That's a great question. I feel as though the personality thing is big. Like you see so many profiles that are very professional and that's awesome. Like don't get me wrong, but I work with people who are at enterprise level and startup level and you sometimes forget, but they're normal normal human beings and they're just like, I got a little bit nervous when I had to meet them all for the first time, but they're so nice and they do really value and appreciate personality. So like when someone has something interesting on their bio, they love it. Or like even if after uni you went and traveled and you don't have like experience listed, people would say traveling the world and finding out who I am. Like that's just awesome and people really value that. Uh, So obviously, being a new graduate, we don't have a decade of experience to chuck on our LinkedIn profiles or resumes. What can students in their early career write to show that they do have experience and capabilities that employers are looking for? Another great question. I would say work with what you've got. So I know you don't have 10 years experience and that's totally fine. There is other areas on LinkedIn that you can show what you're made of and what you can do. So you can do things like, yeah, fixing up your bio, doing extra courses, but also actually some of the young girls at my work who are still at uni, they are posting about their uni assignments on LinkedIn to actually get conversation happening. So I think that could be like a really simple and easy thing to do. Um, And then also one of the key things would be to find mentors, which is kind of scary, but so valuable. I now have mentors over in Europe and America and they're so helpful and they give such amazing tips, which I think would be great for any uni student. To find these people, I would then recommend trying the LinkedIn Premium maybe for 30 days. You only need 30 days, just go hard and connect with as many people as you can. Try and get as many messages out as you can and the 30 days, like you don't have to pay for it because it's a little bit expensive. So we'd get some mentors or even particularly in Brisbane, there's so many awesome like startup companies, be proactive and reach out to founders or people that are interesting or companies that you're interested in and just get the conversation going. That's a really great tip. And even though someone might be worlds away in another country, that we still have the power to reach out to them and ask them about their career journey through LinkedIn and and advice on the industry that you might want to get into. So how can you reach out to them? Is it as simple as finding someone in an industry you're interested in and messaging them? Pretty much. So whatever you're interested in, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, for me, customer success is what I'm super passionate about. And there is actually like a huge community in America because that's where customer success all started. And they're years, years ahead of us in Australia with like the processes that they're implementing. So I definitely went out of my way to find mentors over there to help me be the best CS manager I can be. And it's really just finding, you can even find like communities on LinkedIn. So like groups of people, for example, I'm in actually a CS book club Love it. The ladies are so nice. Nice. But yeah, you just find what you're interested in and there is definitely influencers out there. 
I'm going to call them influencers on LinkedIn that are like frequent posters and they definitely know their stuff. So I would just reach out to them. And when I did that, I was surprised by the amount of responses I got and that they actually want to catch up with me like quarterly and just see how I'm doing, which is so nice. That's fantastic that you've really jumped into that customer success community. And I wanted to ask you a bit about the uh, organization or society that you founded, CS Briz Meetup. Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, it's my baby. (laughs) (laughs) CS Briz. How it sort of came about is when I joined Attract AI and Matt, who's my colleague, he's just as passionate about CS as I am. And it's kind of funny, you don't realize how many other CS managers were in Brisbane. You just, because it's like quite a new role, you're not, you don't really know. But everyone in the CS community is facing the same like problems or when they're building out processes, particularly from a startup company, they're facing the same issues. So we were like, why don't we talk to other people who have done it already and we can share like ideas and come together and come up with things and that's sort of how it came about we just thought we'd give it a go because we both knew a few CS managers out in Brizzy and it was very surprising the first the first one only had seven CSMs that came to the meetup but that was totally fine like first one and we even got like mugs made CS Briz which is very cute and then the second one we had 40 people come along. So the word sort of spread because everyone's like, oh, I didn't know there was this many other CS managers in Brisbane. So that's sort of how it formed. But yeah, it's just because we're both very passionate about the space and so is every other CS manager. So it's just awesome to come together and talk about work. (laughs) That's so fantastic that you started up this community in Brisbane um, and it sounds like a great society to join. If anyone's interested in working in CS, I'd suggest hit up Amber. Find me on LinkedIn, people. <laughs> Love it. Great plug. So I wanted to switch gears a bit uh, and talk about the recruitment process for graduates. Uh, I feel like a lot of students often get caught up in that stressful process of finding a grad program, which is very competitive. And I was quite shocked to learn that the 2021 statistics show that only around 2.6% of candidates receive an offer to a formal graduate program. So the grad program pathway actually isn't an avenue that a lot of our grads end up taking and I'd love to hear from you you know being in the recruitment um, talent acquisition space what other opportunities are there for graduates to consider in their early career and how can they seek them out? I was also one of the people that spent hours and hours writing out applications and doing videos for a grad role of course didn't end up getting one since it is super competitive if I would do it again now if I was back in uni my advice would be to create your own opportunities. Leverage your LinkedIn, for example. Find companies that you think look interesting or people that look interesting to you and actually go out, be proactive and just reach out to them. Like it doesn't even have to be a full-time job. You can ask if you can work there part-time or just see if you can get an interview and see what opportunities are out there. Particularly in the current market, they would call it like a candidate market because the borders have been shut. It's pretty crazy, especially in Brisbane. And you'd be surprised. I think you could definitely get a few interviews. So if I could do it again, I would go ham and just message any tech startup in Brisbane and just see if they're looking for people because I think you'll be surprised 
at the opportunities that are out there. That's great to hear that there really is a big wide world out there of opportunities outside of the grad roles that the 2.6% end up getting. And uh, it's great to hear that we can reach out to people on LinkedIn who are often very willing to talk to us about their experience and tell us about their opportunities. I also wanted to talk to you about transition that, that time of transition between uni and your first career job, I guess you could call it. Uh, what was your experience and do you have any tips for our listeners who maybe are entering that phase of their career now, just graduating? Yes, I definitely have some advice on this. If you're finally moving into your first full-time role, go easy on yourself. I think the first day is definitely the scariest and the first week, for example, is going to be crazy. But don't go out making plans and have dinner and go to events. Honestly, it just gets... It's a lot, right, because we're entering this completely new stage of our lives and I think the full-time jobs are just intense. So just take some time, just breathe and get through the first few weeks and then I think definitely everything gets easier. Yeah, thanks for that advice. It is hard to to have that mentality of uh, I'm just new, you know, no one's expecting big things of me in my first week or even first six months you're sort of finding your feet Definitely. Yeah. It's intense. So, Amber, what are your tips for our students who are looking to build their network but don't really know where to start? Another good question. I would say when I was at uni, networking was not really at the top of my mind. It seemed very scary. And yes, guys, it's very scary. But trust me, like the opportunities that come out of it can be awesome. So I think, yeah, at uni, I didn't really network. It's only recently that I really started pushing the networking space. I think some of my tips would be you think to go with a friend, like to an event, but go by yourself and just go grab a red wine and just go and talk to to anyone. Because I feel like when you go with a friend, you sort of stick together and you don't go out of your way to talk, you know, to random people because it's scary. So I would definitely recommend going on your own and just getting it over and done with. The first one's the scariest, it gets easier. Then more on like the social side, like LinkedIn. I feel like it's less scary. Well, for me, it's less scary because, I mean, you're not looking at the person. But what I would definitely recommend when you're reaching out to people is don't just send like a simple, like automated looking message, if that makes sense. Like look at their profile have a look at sort of what jumps out to you. Like what have they done that impressed you or where have they traveled to that you can sort of talk to? So you can really customize the message and like really personalize it and that's what's going to get them to reply to you. And then, for example, you could even go, hey, I saw that you wrote this article. I read it. It was amazing. This point really stood out to me. Would love to go grab a coffee sometime next week. Please let me know like if you're free. And I feel like when you put that personalization in, people actually will reply and come meet with you. I think that's a great tip. I use probably people who are high up on in the job ladder. Oh, no, that's not a good way to phrase it. Gosh, I'm really tongue tired today. So I'm just going to say, was I allowed to say red wine? I loved that <laughs> okay. comment. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, when I'm at a networking moment, I always have a red wine in my hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there are our top tips. Grab a red wine at a networking event <laughs> and personalize your messages. I think that's a great way to stand out as well. Obviously, people who are really busy or get a lot of messages on LinkedIn, that's what's going to stand out to them to show that you've shown interest in them. Definitely. These people will be receiving 10 messages a day. So what you need to stand out. What makes you different? You actually read their profile and you're actually interested in what they're doing. And finally, a question that we ask all our guests on the podcast is, what is your number one career hack? I had to think about this one. I feel like LinkedIn is definitely my number one tip. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, if you don't have an online presence, like people cannot find you. You can have all the right skills, all the right experience, but if you're not there, they cannot reach out to you and offer you a job. So number one would be update or create your LinkedIn profile, add your bio, add your experience and most importantly like your key skills and then also maybe have like a nice photo there and just add some personality to it and then second tip would tie into the very beginning of the podcast is how I got my first job and that is just by talking to people while I was a barista just asking people about their day and just being nice you honestly, you don't know who you meet that could be your next boss or colleague. So I would always just recommend just getting out there, talking to people and being nice and you never know you could get a job out of it. That's a really great tip. You never know where a connection or something is going to lead. So Definitely. always putting your best foot forward is a really great tip as well. Thanks so much for joining us today, Amber. Um, any plans for the rest of today? Thanks for having me. I think I'll just go back to work. <laughs> But we like work, so that's good. Nice. (laughs) And that's it for this episode of Career Hacks, brought to you by Bell Careers and Employability. Join us next time for further insights into the lives of industry professionals.